What's up, and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the podcast where I get to listen to your questions, uh, sit with them, pray with them, and hopefully respond to them in such a way that it's helpful for you in your walk toward eternity, in your walk toward becoming a saint. Now listen, uh, we're all called to be saints. God, our Father, created each and every single one of us for no other reason than because he desires for us to become saints. And the greatest saint that God ever created, like the the top saint, the one who was the first disciple is the Blessed Virgin Mary, the mother of God. Mary is the first disciple of Jesus, the greatest saint who desires for us to join her in heaven and worship the Father, you know, being be in total communion with, with our bridegroom, with Jesus, right? Uh, so I thought it would be appropriate for today's Ask Father Josh episode to do a special on Our Lady, the Blessed Virgin Mary. Right this week we have a, a feast day going on for Our Lady, and so I said, why not? Why not celebrate it by doing a special on Mary because she is so rooted in the Scriptures. There's so much depth to this Blessed Virgin woman that God chose to be the vessel from which Jesus Christ was going to come and save humanity. That I, I think we haven't even penetrated the depths of her mystery. Like so. So much has just been left on the surface with Mary. And I want to take us a little bit deeper in today's special edition of our podcast. And so a lot of people have questions about Mary. And so I want to give you some material to have even more questions because there's a lot more about Mary than meets the eye. Way more. There's something special about Mary because Mary is the new ark of the covenant. So I want to invite you right now to get your Bible out because we're going to be going deep in the scriptures. And I want to invite you to write down these particular passages that I'm going to share with you so that after this podcast, you can use this for your personal prayer. Now, how do I want to invite you to pray? Well, first of all, however you want to pray, but my invitation specifically would be Lexio Divina. Lexio Divina, because we don't just study and then pray over here We want our study to become prayer, and we want to be able to pray with that which we study so that we can have a deeper intimacy with with the Lord Jesus Christ. So, Holy Spirit, come and help us to pray well through Lexio Divina. Again, the steps to Lexio are the following. Read the passage. What does it say? Meditate on the passage. What is this particular passage saying to me? Pray. Have a conversation with Jesus about what the passage is saying to you. And then contemplate. Sit in the presence of God. As God gazes at your face and as you gaze upon the spirit of of our God. And so throughout this very short, but hopefully, uh, you know, substantial presentation on Our Lady, I want to invite you to pray Lexio Divina with each one of these passages so that more questions can come to the surface and that you can have a deeper intimacy with Jesus through Mary. Remember, Jesus chose to come to humanity through Mary. So one of the best ways that we can have the most profound intimacy with God is also an imitation of Jesus, and that's through Mary as well. So Mary, the new Ark of the Covenant. All right, so in the book of Revelation, John, beloved disciple who wrote the book of Revelation, he has this this beautiful vision of heaven, and and he sees heaven open. And in heaven, he sees the Ark of the Covenant. This is huge. The ark had not been seen for years, and he saw the ark of the covenant. For a Jewish person reading his text, this would have blown their mind. He sees the ark of the covenant, 
And then after he sees the Ark of the Covenant, the very next verse, he says, and then there's this woman, this woman. So this is Revelation chapter 11, the very last verse, and then the beginning of chapter 12. So go from 11 to 12. Remember, the chapters and verses weren't put there till later. So when John wrote, he didn't write like chapter 11. He just wrote in continuity with what he was saying before. It was just ongoing, right? So he sees the Ark of the Covenant, and then right after he sees the Ark of the Covenant, he talks about this woman, right, who is going to give birth to this child, this male child who's going to rule. And there's this dragon. So clearly, everybody who reads Revelation, they all know that the dragon's the devil, Diablo, right? He's the same serpent. The, the word for dragon in Revelation and, and serpent in Genesis is the same word um, in Greek and the Hebrew. Uh, then you have Jesus, clearly. But then, then there's this woman, this woman he mentions, right? In the same context of the ark. All right, so question, if Mary is this woman in Revelation, why didn't John just say, hey, and I saw the Ark of the Covenant and I saw Mary? Why did he say woman? Right? This, is, this is what we have to do. When we read the scripture, we got to ask questions. Okay, so John would have heard Jesus call Mary woman at the foot of the cross. Remember when Jesus Christ is dying on the cross and he says woman to Mary. He doesn't call her Mary. He doesn't call her mom. He calls her a woman. At the wedding of Cana, the very first miracle of Jesus that happened at the intercession of Mary, what did he call her? He called her woman. Go to the text. Go to the crucifixion. Go to the wedding of Cana. He called her woman. John heard Mary being called woman. Woman, all right? So he, again, as a disciple of Christ, imitates Christ, book of Revelation, sees the ark, sees Mary, says woman. Well, okay, why am I making this connection? Because in the Ark of the Covenant, there were a few things. In the original Ark of the Covenant, it contained the manna that came down from heaven in the OT. Uh, it, it contained Aaron's priestly rod, right? And it also contained the stone tablets of the covenant, right? Ten Commandments. Okay, that's Hebrews chapter 9, verse 4. All right, Mary's womb, she contained what? Rather, who? Who was in her womb? Jesus Christ, the high priest. Jesus Christ, right? the word made flesh. Jesus Christ, the bread of life. You see the connection right there? But this is, this is so much deeper. It goes deeper. All throughout the scriptures, we see the Holy Spirit sharing with us little nuggets to help us to be able to perceive Mary as the ark. In the Gospel of Luke, and in the Old Testament, we see a direct correlation between Mary and the Ark of the Covenant. Between Mary's role in salvation history and the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, in the book of Exodus, chapter 40, verses 34 through 35, the glory cloud overshadowed the Ark. Okay? Then the Holy Spirit, in the Gospel of Luke, did what? overshadowed Mary. So I want to invite you to go look at the text in the Gospel of Luke. Focus on chapter 1 and 2 and then look in the Old Testament. See the connection. In the Old Testament, in 1 Samuel chapter 6, verse 1 through 2, David, King David, says this. He says, How can the ark of the Lord come to me? In the Gospel of Luke, whenever Mary was in the presence of her cousin Elizabeth, guess what Elizabeth said? Why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? 
Go back to the Old Testament now. In 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 9 through 14, David leapt in the presence of the ark. In the Gospel of Luke, John the Baptist, who was in the womb of his mother, Elizabeth, leapt in the presence of Mary. The Ark of the Covenant remained in Judea in the Old Testament for three months. Mary, in the Gospel of Luke, remained with her cousin Elizabeth for guess how long? Three months. Three months. This is, this is pretty amazing here, right? There's a huge connection that we need to ask more questions to our Lord. We need to spend more time sitting with him at the feet of of Jesus in the school of our Lord so our Lord can help us to go deeper because Mary is more. She's more than we give her credit for. There's something really special about our lady. There's something really special about our lady. Elizabeth recognized this. When Elizabeth was in the presence of Mary, she said to her, Blessed are you among women. Blessed are you among women. This phrase is not used all the time. This phrase is used at specific times in sacred scripture in the Old Testament. Pull out your Bibles. Read Judith chapter 12 through Judith chapter 13. And also read Judges chapter 4 through 5. Chapter 4 and 5. What we encounter are two women in the Old Testament who crushed the head, who severed the head (laughs) of the evil presence that was persecuting their people. Two handmaidens of the Lord. And after these two separate women attacked the head of the enemy, They were held as blessed are you among women. Elizabeth was a holy woman. She knew the scriptures very well. She would have known these stories. So why would she look at Mary, the Ark of the Covenant, the new Ark, and say to her, blessed are you among women, whenever she knew the context of those words were a woman crushing the head of a man would be applicable because she was filled with the Spirit. And she too, like John, recognized that there was something more to Mary than meets the eye. Let's go beyond the surface. John called Mary woman. Who else is called woman in the scriptures? Well, Mary. Not only the book of Revelation, not only at the foot of the cross, not only at the wedding of Cana, but Mary was prophesied about in the book of Genesis. Whoa, whoa, this goes deeper than we thought. Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, proto-gospel. God speaks about Mary from the beginning. He tells the serpent, the dragon, Satan, he tells him, I'm going to put enmity between you and the woman, the woman. Through this woman, your head will be crushed. All right? Who crushes Satan's head? Well, Jesus comes to crush his head. Through Mary. Through the woman. Elizabeth recognized that Mary, this Ark of the Covenant, was going to be the one 
that through her yes, Satan's head was going to be crushed by Jesus Christ. This is huge. This is huge. So I want to encourage you to apply Lexio Divina to all these scriptures and ask questions and go beyond the surface with Mary. Because the deeper we lean into Mary, the deeper we are going to lean into Jesus Christ, our Savior. No Mary, no Christ. No Mary, and we will know Christ. Christ.